The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed up. Um, all right, you guys ready to answer some questions? This is Driving Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Brian. Art is uh, en route. He's passing Pescadero. He's passing Pescadero. <laughs> uh, you guys want to answer a couple questions or what? I don't know. I thought we were pa- uh, Patreoning it. Oh, uh, no, we already Patreoned it. That's why this is getting out of hand. Yeah. Now I understand. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> it's a little taste of what you can get on Patreon. I don't know if that'll even go to air because <laughs> no, no, no. That, yeah. that would have been on the cutting room floor of Patreon. It's mm. such high quality, high caliber. We All just talked. Caliber. We just just to sum it up because you won't listen, but we just talked about Instagram and our 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 uh, glory days of Instagram when we the first started. Days. Brian's awesome video he posted one time. Yeah, got a lot of likes. Back in his vine days. Yeah. <laughs> That's like his salad days. Oh, Back in my vine days. Pretzel, you know? pretzel logic. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Instagram questions. We have a few. Daunt320 says, now that Morning Motors is getting pretty wild, <coughs> what's one obvious car that hasn't shown up yet? It's so hard to say. You nice to have a record of all the cars that have shown up. Oh my god, that'd be a that'd be your dream. yeah. We haven't had dream right there. We haven't had a three hundred SL Ferrari F forty Ferrari forty. Yeah, not that that's a common car, but uh, that'd be nice. Um, uh, BMW M one. Like to see one of those there. Hmm. Um. Porsche 959. Mm, yeah, that seems like a no-brainer. Got five in Scotts Valley, just right. ready to come. Just bring them over. Um, Lamborghini Countach. Countaches. Six fell one hydraulics. Ah, that'd be nice. That would be. We had a mirror. We haven't had a mirror at this location, but we've had. Yeah, one. I think it's kind of a clean slate with this location. I do yeah. too. Yeah. Although we'd like to see that mirror back. Yeah. Derek. Carmudgeon. Derek Tam hyphen Scott. Yeah. It's not underscore, it's hyphen. Um, yes. What else? What are more obvious? I know, I'm, I'm feeling so done. Dude, 300 SL, you guys aren't feeling me on it's that? It's like a, that's in the F40 category. Yeah, it's a million like, dollars. I mean, yeah, but I feel like. Like McLaren F1, we haven't seen But I feel like yet. you see 300 SLs. Yeah. At least a road Do you feel there. like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like I see them very often. Don says he wants a clean B18C GSR. That's, Hashtag art lingo. Yeah, yeah, dude. So a nice. That's art as GSR. We haven't seen one of those, huh? I guess not. I'm sure. I don't we know have. if we've even seen a single Integra. Oh, an Integra type R wouldn't be bad. Get that in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um. Shite. I don't know. Stuff on the spot, thinking about it, uh, what you haven't seen. It's easy to say what you have seen. But I think we've come up with a couple good ones. Yeah, for sure. 
Any rare Porsche that you'd like to see? Nope. Club Sport? Nope. Okay. KR1 Switch says, no question, but I can't wait for Radwood Austin. I'm flying out from Arizona to Texas to check it out. I can't wait and hope to meet some of you if you aren't being pulled in multiple directions. Art will be giving uh, autographs from one to two. <laughs> um, you can pay me directly for, yeah, <laughs> for here's, those. Here's agent. Um, you can pay me too. Dude, flying from Arizona to Texas. It's going to be a cool show. I think it's going to be big and everything's bigger in Texas, like they say. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you there. Wagonista says Snickers ice cream bars or Twix ice cream bars. Dude, Snickers ice cream bars are Snickers, so good. yeah. I've never even had I a never Twix. heard of a Twix one. Yeah, me neither. How does that I, work? I with can the, see how that would be good. Must be crunched up. Where's the crunch at? The the bar the can't the uh cookie must be crunched. Oh, you think so? How else would it work? Oh, that's what I'm asking, dude. Or maybe the How does any of it how does the Snickers work? How do you get the ice cream in there? How does it all work? <laughs> I think it just, ice cream in. Well, no, I don't understand what your guys' problem is with the Twix. Like, well, because the they're Twix, assembling ice cream in the, the middle bar of the Twix has a cookie bar in it. Why is that? Uh, why? I guess so you, it would just be too big once you start throwing ice cream in. Yeah. You got nothing to take out. Or maybe they just include it. Maybe it's just ice cream with I think with you cookie. include it. Yeah, you put the ice cream uh, on top of that and you wrap and it all caramel. in a thing. Yeah. Damn. Okay, I'm in. I'm Snickers. But Snickers is delicious. Snickers is so bomb. <laughs> uh, ben Rogan says favorite hotel chain I don't have one I'm so like whatever I, yeah like I don't even know where I stay honestly. I think at this it's like, age though um, by the way Brian happy birthday just turn the big four oh uh, cheap hotels reminds you of that or what well, no no I'm saying at this age I am like a oh. best western or similar and better yeah I like really am not gonna go to Motel Six anymore. What are those ones Unless like? I had to something by Marriott. Those are usually pretty good. <laughs> like by Marriott, where it's so like Hampton it's Inn a little or, yeah, like yeah. Hampton Inns are pretty decent, I think maybe. Or, they're they're good. They're yeah. fine. I definitely get confused with them. I mean, they're so similar, right? That mm-hmm. like walking in, like you know, maybe yeah. I'll catch the the thing on my little receipt or the that's up on the <laughs> right, above right. the entrance but it's but like that's a best I'm in, I, or similar uh level i'm just i just really like a la quinta oh la quinta that's what You're we're saying, like saying tomorrow no oh. la quinta i don't know what that means but uh that's where i'm at we all recognize that there's a whole level up right where you start getting into the marriotts and all that stuff where it's like you know that's for, like a whole for some reason, sense ben, of occasion. And ben says hashtag Marriott, which I don't know if he works for them now or he's trying to, I don't know. Well, our Marriott's aren't expensive, are they? Does he, tra- does he travel a lot for his job? Seemed, He uh, has I, been. I have no idea. Cause what, that, that's like a traveler favorite, right? Like you're, you have to travel for work and you're at a lot of these and you're not, it's not an event where you're getting them the, uh, uh, you know, the Hilton or anything like that. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, you're just getting the budget friendly. Is it Hilton one. nice? Hilton's, not Hilton's nice. aren't nice. Know. What what was the one that I, what was the example I just gave? You said Marriott, but those are pretty standard. Yeah. Um, what are some great hotels? W, the Omni, Peninsula. Like those are. Expensive. What are great hotel chains? Those are chains, right? Yeah, they're chains, but Big they don't chains. have them in every city. Like a W, you don't get a W and. Friggin' San Francisco, I mean Santa Cruz. No, no. Or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, a good chain would be like um 
I mean, there's all those high end high end chains, but Marriott's probably a good one. To, uh, Hilton. It's another one. They have different levels too. There's like well, yeah, there's like the buy and yeah. the, the courtyards. Courtyard, yeah, courtyard by Marriott. Yeah, aren't stuff. courtyards more like apartments, kind of? I don't know, hmm. but I've stayed at a Hilton property, which was like super nice in Big Sur, Carmel Highlands, and it's a Hilton, but it's their like premier mm-hmm. level. So, just never know what you're gonna get. Good hotel is a pretty cool thing. The hip hotels are cool too, like um, a loft. If you've seen those, I've never stayed at one. And there's pod hotels too. There's mm-hmm. like in New York and stuff. Yeah, you could do. You could really dig into the hotel topic. It's I, it's a little overwhelming, and to be honest, I have a hard time spending a lot of money on a hotel. It's I don't need much. I mean, I'm the one who was trying to pioneer the crash pad. Oh, that's true. And because it's like a value conscious thing, right? It's like I'm gonna sleep there. I'm not hanging out and using the amenities all that much. Like I've never even taken a bath. Lane, on the other hand, no, oh, I'll, I'll bath. Yeah, I'll bathe. Yeah. yeah, I do like. I just like a really. I like a nice clean room. Yep. With enough room for activities. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Downward dog? Yeah. Yoga? I just like doing? a nice, clean, newer room. Clean, clean and not I shabby. Mean, there's, a, there's a whole uh, swath of new motels where people will go in, they'll buy old ones, and mm-hmm. they'll refurbish it with new wood floors, mm-hmm. cheap wood floors, and IKEA furniture, and then like you know, market it as like modern... Uh, you know, mid-century modern design or whatever, mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and they are usually really shoddy. Like all the work is just patched together, and they're not actually great buildings. You can tell that they've just kind of like patched over. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, and then I mean, location is a, obviously a huge thing. Like, it's yeah, one thing just picking some random hotel because you got to go someplace for business. Yeah, another when you're like a traveling family or whatever, you're on vacation, like and a it's circus like, or something. Yeah. Very yeah. similar traveling family circus. Um, you got to be I'm, next to the tent, right? right? As close as possible. I'm cleanliness above all else. Yeah, for sure. I don't care about amenities as much as I want it to be clean. Yeah, so I kind of want a newer room. Yeah. Like, no okay. matter what, even if it's a little shitty, yeah, like, exactly. not, like, super high-end stuff, but no, I but just want, like... in Motel 6 that was just remodeled, like, yeah, brand new, nice. it's not that bad. Right. I wouldn't say nice, but okay. it's better. Yeah. Than a bad Motel 6. Mm-hmm. We've all stayed in some pretty bad ones. God, Tracy. Yeah, dude. I think when we did Altamont one time, one of our races. The very worst was Thunderhill. I don't, was that a DWA thing? I forget. Oh, that single level place? The... Yeah, $25 a night. Oh my lord. I think it That's was our, too... I think it was our, maybe I'm tripping. That's no, no, I'm tripping. I was on my own track day. $25 in Willows. Were there people living at the hotel? Because we had all a, I remember is like a saggy bed and bed bugs, and it was just like everything was straight up thirty years old, and it was the worst. And the next race, I just went to Walmart and I bought a cot instead. That was thirty dollars, and stayed in the room, or and I stayed track? next to my car at the track. Yeah, and that worked much better. Although a cot at Thunderhill, uh, if you're anywhere near the cusp of you know winter, yeah, is gnarly. Like it gets there's so much breeze there, and you're sleeping on a cot just like a hammock, and you get breeze underneath you. The fucking coldest you can sleep. Have you seen these uh, new cot tents? It's a cot, no. but then it has a dome kind of tent thing that goes mm. over it. Um, it's yeah, kinda cool. that sounds nice. And they make them big enough to uh, you can put them. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but I think you put your mattress inside the tent mm. and essentially you make it like a little private 
little area. So if you had to share a room, I guess, or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. Anyways, bring your own cot, tent cot. And so instead of your big mattress idea, you just buy a warehouse and everybody brings your own tent cot. I love it. I love it. And then maybe there's some room to perform like whatever activities Lane wants to. It's basically a homeless shelter idea. And you're paying for rich people. (laughs) For rich people. Homeless shelter for overlanders. We haven't stayed in any really bad hotels on the, on the rallies. That I can think no, of. No, in fact, I, I appreciate the Melody Ranch in Paso Robles because it's, <coughs> it's a, it's not a chain whatsoever and it hasn't really changed in fucking 30 years probably. It still has a big CRT TV. It's got. Nice. See, I'm not, I'm not that down with that. It's got the. I like, mean, I've only heard bad things about the Melody Ranch Hotel. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and no, I had all the I heard it was say. real skeezy. Nah, no, not even. It was great. It was like, it was turning back the time. Yeah, that's more like a punishment for not getting your hotel booked early. No, I I booked it specifically. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good thing. Questioning it, it was great. (laughs) Axel Jor says, "What is the next modern nod to a throwback design that needs to be made?" Current examples are Mustang, Challenger, Beetle, etc. I think an Alpha GTV would be cool, but hard to execute with current safety requirements. It would end up being a fat pig. No, you just make a small Julia. How do you do it? With safety requirements. Like shorten it. Instead of a four door, it's two door. So you take Julia, the Alpha Julia as it is. Julia Coops. Obviously going to be bigger. Yeah, yeah. It'd be an M2. Original, just like all of the other ones are. Yeah. You know? And use as much styling cues as you can. The yeah. upright grill, the headlights. Yeah. I think it sucks though. It'd be like an M2. It'd have like no windows. Yeah. Because it's modern too. But couldn't you make it kind of an upright greenhouse? I think no. you could. You kind of can't these days. The Alpine uh, A110 thing is very cool. Uh, on the Alpha that. thing, an Alpha Spider would be cool. A new one, like basically, if it if Mazda can get away with it, you can kind of make a new Alpha. That'd be very spider. cool. Be rad. I'd be down with and that. They try to do the thing with the Fiat, but like the yeah, Fiat the Fiat, yeah. The Miata, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, but like, bespoke would be good. Bespoke. Yeah. It's own thing. It's own thing. Um, what about a, a mini truck? Could we bring back a uh. design with that, with that cell, with that work? So we talked about this many times. Yeah. So it would be Toyota coming out with instead. So they did the project with the FJ Cruiser. Yep. And that's like an homage They're, to the FJ 40 right, ish right. type of thing. Uh, and then now since that program's over, they come out with uh, the original Toyota pickup. And, I mean, some of the styling cues are very edgy now, and the early trucks had a bit of a an edge to them, squared-off look. You could almost build it off a Yaris or something. Yeah, exactly. Yar, you could. Yar. It would be front-wheel drive. Well, yeah. you got to refigure everything. Yeah, but size-wise but, size and crash-rating-wise. Yeah. Crash rating like wise. Toyota Metri- Matrix is all-wheel drive, optional. So you can mm. use the all-wheel drive platform. Yep. And I think Just that would get most, the back. most people pretty far. Extend yeah. the wheel, extend the wheelbase, uh, chop off the back. I really like this idea, Wim. You're making yeah. a truck that will sell in the tens. I know. The only know. question is, do you do Unibody? which generation do you copy? Right. Is it like the early ones with the little sloping? It end would probably of the have hood to be that. And the out external hooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you're doing that. like, like second jet, like 85 Marty McFly. 
Yep. Over Fender. One of those. Little Over Fenders and the... Um, but it can't be too modern or else people would be like, why am I getting this? It right. doesn't hearken to any right. interesting design. Yeah. Um, the it, Ford's bringing out, they have the new Bronco coming out. Yeah. Pretty simple design uh, from what I've seen, the spy shots. I don't think any of, what, what needs to be made though? I mean, Dotson, I guess none Dotson of those cars on the list really need to be. We yeah. Dotson. About Dotson 510, but. God, Nissan it has to sucks. be rear-wheel drive, and it just seems like that ship has sailed. Well, they were going to make it, remember? They got the 370Z platform. Yeah. They still make that car? That. Yeah, they still make it. I was yeah. just reading about it in Road and Track. They yeah, dude. design it or anything? Nope. Just keep going? <laughs> They're just keep I, think it might be, I think it might be over. Mm. No? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, they still make the uh, the GTR, too. Same car as it was in like 08 yeah, or whatever. Well, that's done, isn't it? No. Oh, I thought they made some like Godzilla edition and call it a day. Still making I, think, it. I think they make the Godzilla edition <laughs> yeah. and continue to call it day. Living the day, yeah. Yeah, Nissan's a pretty dead company. Well, the, what better than to bring the hard body back and the Dude, 510? What if they just switch to Dotson? They're like, I don't know how you say his name. Carlos goes and going. <laughs> going. He's like, you know, that guy's gone. Gone girl. He's just like way over the top. Uh, let's. Our name is tainted after the whole leaf thing. And you know that he's like going. He like ran arrest, away. He ran away from the. That's what I'm saying. Oh, he's yeah. like off the deep end. Like so. Now is the perfect time to just do whatever. Cut Nissan. Go back to Dotson. Uh huh. What if they just did that? I think Dotson is actually back a brand. Dotson. It's it is a brand in like Malaysia or something. They yeah. Are. Let's make it worldwide again. Okay. But it was never worldwide. It was just in the states. Really? No, right? that's not true. Or Nissan. One of them was just in the states, right? Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't Datsun, that's for sure, because Datsun was making cars. Japan. We need to. We need to. Oh, so Nissan was the American name. Sounds all right. Yeah. Um, because for some reason that's like better than Datsun for Americans. It's funny how they. Isn't that funny? Funny how they, how they make these decisions. Yeah. <laughs> Any other? Why? Oh, I, I got one. I uh, Ferrari Dino, a two forty six. They need to make that again, and the nine fourteen. Yeah, both are cool. Those are fucking cars that they should be making right now. Same. They should have continued making it. Yeah, yeah. What would it look like today? Is well, is the nine fourteen just a target top uh, Boxster? No, it would be smaller, smaller cheaper. Okay, maybe uh, vinyl only. Mm-hmm. You know. How about a Lincoln Continental convertible? Oh, yeah, legit one. Like, like Suicide Door. Bring it back. Lincoln should be doing that anyways, Dude, I think. I saw a Lincoln the other day, and not, it looked really good. Not bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. It looked like a nice, put nicely put together car. Looks fancy. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, and they have, like, the, the door handles that look almost like they would right. be suicide. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think they're using design elements from that mm-hmm. time period. They definitely are. But they just don't have the... I don't know if you could come out with this. Well, yeah, you could totally come out with a suicide of door. Of course thing. you can. Every truck has it. Yeah, and every and all the Bentleys and Rolls yeah. Royces and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, right? They're just waiting for the right time. Yeah, every truck, dude. Why can't they just do it on a car? Yeah. Just go crazy, dude. They, but they're looking at like practical, you know, they're like, oh, well, it's going to hurt our sales. And you're like, no, you sell 20 of them. You're cool, dude. 
It'd be cool though. Like think about if they went all out, like Lincoln went, dude, we're going to build the best car um, that we can build in America. Right. You know, like astronomically priced and and cool, like slab sided. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a loss leader. It's like, you just build this just to give your, uh, brands a good image. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Like we should go through every car manufacturer and design that loss leader for each mm-hmm. other. That would be the that would be the coolest yeah. thing. I think every like, company needs that car. Yeah, you need that or the halo car. Yeah, the halo car. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a well known term. Yeah. My femur hurts says Lane said on Patreon that he doesn't want to be <coughs> that guy who does fast car fast. Why is that? Fast car fast is fun. Because fast car fast is you're getting yelled at. It's dangerous. Um I don't want to be that guy on the rally. Uh, there's a lot of different reasons, but for the most part, I don't, you know, I don't want to be driving through towns or, you know, driving on road on public roads at over a hundred miles an hour all the time. Do you think there's an angle to, um, having to work at extracting? I also certain- enjoy that. Well, while not going crazy speeds. I mean, that's it the doesn't whole require triple digits to. Have, yeah, that's the, the whole point of slow car fast is like you don't you can be working as hard and having as much fun while going a reasonable speed um yeah i think it's a little irresponsible as like a 40 year old guy to be driving at 130 miles an hour throughout the streets all all you know every time i go on a drive so um yeah crock gt4 uh, side uh, note oh, yeah. uh it might be kind of fun to if we all swapped cars on the rally. If we like figured out how to do that, just like you know, at a certain time, musical chairs. Yeah, It'd be kind of interesting to like we've never. I'm, I'm surprised that we haven't done that already. Actually, yeah. I mean, I get it's hard on the rally coordinating that type of thing, especially right. between four people. But um, yeah, it's, be, all, I mean, it's well, even hard to be at the same time. Right. You yeah. know, yeah. it's like it has to be first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. and then that's one rotation. It'd be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Croc GT4 says, a good friend is asking if microdosing could be considered CRR prep. What are you dosing? What is it? Acid? Meth? It's good to expand your mind a mushrooms? little bit. You should definitely be microdosing mushrooms on a daily basis. I think we all are. But uh, I don't know about uh, meth. I wouldn't microdose that. Can you microdose meth? Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah? You've... <laughs> you yeah, he's you like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, you lived in Scotts Valley for quite a while, so that's, that's something. Um, yeah. I mean, if you can take a dose, you can take a very small partial dose, right? Right. Yeah. So what? Like in the syringe, it's probably easier to microdose. Whoa, whoa, syringe? You don't even. Wait, what? What are we talking about? Meth. I don't know how you take this stuff. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Some meth pills. (laughs) Yeah. I'm talking heroin or something, right? Why do people microdose? Uh, well, microdosing could be seen as um, you get certain effects of the drug, but you're not completely high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like you're taking it's taking drugs and like getting a little bit more serious about it in a way almost where you're like uh you know some pe- like early drugs like an experimentation is like you kind of get you know wasted off your head and it's like you're there's out of this your... whole experience but then there's a different movement where it's like well there are good some good things about that what if we try just a tiny little bit at just to like times. keep your keep your head moving yeah. uh in some certain way and uh so people it's like if you start if you were to look this stuff up uh I feel like I've heard it on podcasts or whatever uh the people like it's kind of a big deal like you know like at work like they'll be you know just for being able to you know work more efficiently or whatever like yeah. I I don't, I I don't know like what 
it technically means like how small of a dose and what that does to your brain and all of that effects and everything. But, um, it's like, I, I, I feel like it's a growing movement to be using those things in trying to be more like positive ways. Absolutely. And then at one point you become completely immune and they can't kill you when they try and give you a bunch. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good too. Uh, in other news, psilocybin, uh, magic mushrooms has been decriminalized here in Santa Cruz along with Oakland and what? Denver. Really? And, uh, ayahuasca and peyote. So we could really have what? a good time. I saw that. We yeah. can like shit and puke and everything. Well, ayahuasca? You can, you can do that anyways, but, um, yeah, it's, it's on. Dude, when, <laughs> when did that happen? Uh, like recently. A month ago or something? I'm really yeah. surprised that that like actually... Yeah, well, Denver, I think, was first, then Oakland, but essentially it's, like, not worth the time to convict these people, and yeah, huh. it's not a super uh, addictive drug, and come on, we got better things to do. Yeah, I saw, uh, who was it, some older actress, comedian, lady, this news came out, and she's like, let's move to Santa Cruz, or something, yeah. you know. I mean, if, you probably can't sell it still, and restrictions like yeah, that, Yeah, I right? don't know all the details, yeah. but uh, essentially it's like when... Um, <coughs> Weed was decriminalized in Santa Cruz to the point where jaywalking is now a more offensive crime mm-hmm. than possession of marijuana in a certain amount, of course. But uh, if you if you do live in one of those three cities, you should microdose mushrooms and then write us at uh, team at Driving Awesome and tell us how it goes. This episode of Driving Well Awesome is brought to you by Endurance Warranty. Endurance is a direct provider of vehicle protection plans that save drivers thousands of dollars on auto repairs. And it's one of the largest vehicle protection companies in the U.S. Endurance protection plans shield drivers from the high cost of auto repairs. They pay mechanics directly for parts and labor and cuts out the middleman. And they're the number one vehicle protection company rated by Consumer Affairs. They offer the best customer service in the industry, staying with customers every step of the way from quote to claim. And speaking from experience, since I've run a couple automotive repair shops, it is pretty nice to have a customer with a uh, extended service plan. Thank you. Uh, And I've been in that situation where I've had one and where I haven't. And it's very nice when you have it. Right. And also, it makes it quite nice for the person behind the counter who's working on your car to have a partner, someone that they can call and reference um, and help them through the uh, repair process. Some of these parts on the daily drivers that you may have now are quite expensive uh, specialty parts that only come from dealers. These guys help you get the parts. They pay for the labor and kind of act as a, um, I don't know, almost like a partner while you're yeah. going through the process. And they'll give you a rental car and do all that stuff as well. That's right, uh, which is great. And deal with the tow if needed. So from getting the car to the shop, getting it repaired, and back to you, that's pretty darn nice. Um, if you go to endurancenow.com forward slash DWA, $300 off just for our listeners uh, through Endurance. So check that out for sure. Um, and I'd like to finish up by saying... Insurance plus endurance equals total protection. Check them out. For more information about endurance's vehicle protection plans, visit endurancewarranty.com. All right. Hushy Pushy says, 
if you could compete in one of the many GT3 series around the world, which car would you race? So is this like um, what a GT3 series? What does that mean? I think just GT, right? Is that what it's called? Or is it GT3 specifically? I don't know. He wrote GT3. He wrote GT3. I mean, it's probably got to be yeah, it's it's like GT all the racing. GT cars. I saw a uh, uh, AMG GT in full race livery and you know styling, and it looked insanely cool. I think I would Dude, try those that. things kill at Nürburgring. Oh, really? Yeah. This was at like Bath- win. It was at Bathurst, and it looked amazing. Just very sinister, cool-looking car. So I think I would go with the AMG GT. And you're not going to get a manual transmission anymore, so that doesn't... Right. It, you know, the, the yeah. playing field is pretty level when it comes to that yeah. stuff. I think I'd, I think I'd be down with... Uh, another popular one of the Nürburgring is uh, like the Cayman GT4 Cup or whatever. Might not be GT4. I'm trying to think. I mean, it's it's just Cayman yeah. GT racing, and I think it's a it's a homologation special or whatever. Right. It's like a spec class. Mm-hmm. But it looks like a lot of fun. Cars look dope when they're all built out with the right stance. Yeah, it sounds like a good one because it's like a little lighter, more nimble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They also have the Bentleys, uh, BMW 6, I think the M6 is in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Aston Martin. 911, like M2, RSRs M235 Cup, too, is like a thing. Am I getting the numbers right on that? I don't know, but I think it's specifically GT-ish cars. That makes sense. All right, uh, Ferrari's in there? Yep. The Ferrari would be pretty fun. The four from Yeah. I know. What is it now? It's not four five eight. Like four something. What's the new one that came out? The Roma? Nobody cares. Is it the new really oh, pretty one? The two seater or the one seater? No, 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 not that one. It's the the pretty, almost like more simplistically styled. Mm. And we have an art in the building. Art has arrived. The Teresa Vantes. We are midway through a Thursday edition. We just started. We're doing it right now. Okay. He's breathing heavy. Uh, well, do you have a easy. do you have a favorite GT car? Hello, yes I do. Do you guys want the list? <laughs> yeah, of uh, what cars to, are in there? Can you help describe like what the what GT racing he's three exactly? So GT three, it's like the supplement supplemental racing to GT one and GT two. GT three is like to take a breath or something. No, no, he's in it. Is GT three NA cars or what's um, the no, rules? It's, it's it's like um you know homologated like street based race cars. Mm-hmm. So nine eleven. Uh, Aston Martin, uh, did I pick, BMW did I pick M6, correctly? that is my choice. Me too. Uh, AMG GT3 is my, my choice. Yeah. But, um, I have a list here so I can read some of, some of them out loud. So here's some previously homologated cars. Lamborghini Gallardo LP600 Ugh. GT3, Corvette Callaway Z06, uh, the Z06 RGT3, Ford Mustang, um, SLS AMG. Those are some old ones. More, uh, Recent ones are uh, Aston Martin Vantage, AMR GT3, McLaren 720S GT3, uh, GTR Nismo GT3, NSX, RCF, uh, 488 GT3, and then there's like the 911s, uh, R8. There's an R8 in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Okay. AMG so, GT. Jump right in. That's pretty good. That was good. I'll take the Porsche. Um, 
So yeah, the the um, here's the Cayman's not in there, is it? No, but here are some parameters that are I guess will help you. The the cars in GT3 are designed to have a weight between 1,200 kilograms and 1,300. That's 2,645 pounds and 2,866 with horsepower between 500 and 600. So you can either get Jesus. like a car that is more know, power and heavier. That big old Mercedes is less than 2,800 pounds. Yeah, Isn't that, awesome? that is crazy to me. It's all carbon. Carbon chassis, right? So yeah, it's it's pretty. Uh, chassis is not carbon, but uh, but no, once you go to the car, it's carbon. Everything else, yeah, yeah. not not chassis. Uh, okay, well, it's a yeah, it's still based on the production. Yeah, brand. It's not tube frame or anything weird. Nope, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see. Oh, here it is. Uh, the, the joke MP3. is always the, the BMW is the big one. That's why they always make the joke about how it's this huge. Beast. So M6. Those do pretty well too. Yeah. They did. Yeah. 2017 was a good year for those ones. Uh, so homologated base weight for the AMG GT3 is 2833 and it's considered a heavier car for the series. Um, and for comparison, the 991 GT3R is 2723 pounds, but then, you know, it's obviously power to weight. So yeah, uh, the, uh, 911 is going to make less power. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go 9.11. Yeah, mid. Yeah, I'll go 9.11. Mid engine 9.11. Yep. Yeah, I want that yeah. thundering V8. Me too. Um, I was saying I saw it at, uh, pictures of it at Bathurst, and it looks so rad. It looks freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dial Sport 944 says cat or cat less. Asking about converters and felines. Thanks. Well, cats are the best marketing vehicle we know. Yeah. So probably pro cat. Yeah. I don't know. Cats, yes. Catalytic converters, also yes. Ooh. It's good to stay legal. What do you think, Warren? Warren. Depends on the application. I uh now I'm living a household with two cats, Barrel and Bandit. Mm-hmm. Possibly we're gonna be rally and Dumpster fire, but uh, <laughs> um, so much better. And by the yeah. way, these cats we have are unbelievable. They are the nicest, coolest cats I've hmm. maybe ever been around. So we're cool cats. Just lucked out so far, so good. But uh, catalytic converters, no, I fucking hate them. Fucking hate them. So yeah, they're always going bad, right? They suck. Yeah, they're but expensive. Yeah. Imagine a world without them. <laughs> no, I'm glad that they're on for for the. The plebes, the uh, the dailies, right. all that stuff. Yes, of course. So um, I think the answer is, um, if it's a not your daily, if it's your fun weekend car, yeah, right. And if you're asking, do we want those instead of a thermal reactor? Of course, a catalytic converter is better than that technology. But I'm out, and I've had bad experience with re- replacements. Um, you know, if you're uh, clogging, walkers, rattling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but wait. Um, <laughs> I mean, the alternative is. You you can say no cats, but you have to put cats on every two years, which I do. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So my choice, given those options, but for your car, I wouldn't do it. that. I wouldn't do it with an E. Because your car is more sophisticated. Mm, with yeah. his simple man car, it's probably cleaner without the cats or somehow. <laughs> Old Volvo. <laughs> That's such a pain, though. It is a pain. It is a pain. Yeah. Although yours is only six bolts, it's like just it's a test pipe, right? It's in theory, bolts. if yeah, you were bolts. to have a setup like that, that's, that's the way. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I had that set up on the 928. It was super easy. I think you should get a 928 again. It was like way. a, what do you guys think? Like Around a 15, the table. 15 minute swap. Next car for lane. Yes. Mine yes. was uh, That's not a good rally car. Oh, uh, first, like early, early one. Make not a good rally car. Can. 
Not a good rally car. Really? Yeah. A lot of distance, long distance. Lot, like very. You got your 944 for the rally. They car. don't have good. Um, Couldn't you put some good suspension on that thing? Some good sticky rubber. Little they don't. Fucking... They don't really have an. Um, they don't have a lot of clearance in the front. Really? Yeah. God, man, it seems like their nose is up in the what air. About like a stuck up. The nose is, but girl. not the actual. The engine sits super low, and all the suspension components. Uh, I think daily is better. For the them. A arms, like when those cars are low, the A arms slap on the ground and shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. It's gnarly, dude. Well, yeah, Lane broke his subframe. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, I think it was a yeah. podcast topic when he got smacking it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't okay. even lowered. Mine was lowered. Oh. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, but stock they sit really high on the yeah. front too. Now that I think of it, I can't even picture a race version of a nine twenty eight. Well, they I can. But there, yeah, there was some really successful. I mean, I they're all privateer cars, but there was some like Holbert and uh, yeah, there were some really we successful one. ones. Remember, we went to the SCCA race to Laguna a long time ago. Yeah, and there was a few of them, um, but they were actually competitive up in like in the nineties and two thousands, and so. And they would do like very cool to watch supercharged. Yeah. Um, did you guys answer what's his name's uh, Brendan's yeah. question? Damn it, I missed that. You can still Why? answer. Well, I wanted to hear what Lane had to say. Well, I just said because I don't want to be the guy that's because um, I didn't. I don't know what he was talking about. Driving over 100 miles an hour on all the public roads. I'm responsible yeah. while awesome. Ah, responsible while awesome. And he's also living while awesome. Yeah. Living while awesome is is a good one. Yeah. Um, Tom's underscore Alex says, ever talked your way out of a ticket? I was just thinking about this, actually. I uh, oh, Last time I got a speeding ticket, I asked him, do you ever give uh, warnings? And he's like, no. <laughs> I still got the ticket. <laughs> you asked the cop that? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I've never gotten a warning. It's yeah. always like, hold on, I'll yeah. be right back. And then he comes back with a ticket. It's like, mm. come on, just one well, time. He's definitely going to say no. In that situation, right? I don't want to watch this. Brian's showing us a video, but I remember that video, Brian. I remember that 944, too. too. Through a chain link fence. Oh, Uh, here it is. GTSR. Yeah. You just have never seen a racing 928, and I just want to show you what one looks like. I just remember one with a lot of ground effect looking stuff. Is that the one? This is probably that one's running like Fiskies and stuff. This is a really terrible quality video. Awful. Uh, Warren, you're not, edited, a, you're not a hot oh, look girl. look at that. That's nice. <laughs> what is hot that? girl? Yeah, you're not a hot girl. That's the cool. only people that I've known to get warnings are really hot girls. No, yeah. dude. Okay, that must be the hottest chick ever. Yeah, Lane always gets off dude, on that stuff. I, for the first, whatever, five years of my life, yeah. I didn't get a ticket, and I was pulled over around 10, 10 to 11 times. It's because Wait, you yeah. look 40. I don't know if I look 40. <laughs> no, like, he just, he was actually, sir, uh, he sorry was to bother you on your way to your, uh, he was younger. He was uh, hot. Job. Yeah. That's but I mean. yeah, I used to get pulled over all the time and, uh, I would talk my way out every time. God, damn. I got my, my best one ever was, I've told it before on the podcast, but I think, but I got, I was a Honda Accord was in front of me. I was in a black, red, red 944. And we, he pulls me over, signal, signals me over. This is in King City. And then he, he flies ahead, gets this Honda in front of me who I was just following. Yeah. And we were doing 90 miles an hour or something like that. Uh, he goes up to my window. No, he goes up to the Honda's window first because he's ahead of me. And he talks to him, gives him a ticket, walks back to my car. Um, oh, these are, these are cool. Look, this looks fun. I'm like, yeah, it's super fun. It's like, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It was just 
you know, I was just cruising. It was like at 3,000, 3,500 RPM. And that's kind of a sweet spot. You know, I'm like telling, I'm super honest, dude. I'm like, yeah, it just feels good at that speed, you know? And he's like, yeah, I understand. I have a Volvo P1800. I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, Those are awesome. And, da, da, da. and he's like, all right, have a nice day. He's all, yeah. He's, and, then, and he said, get on it. And Whoa. so I like, I, I like fully, I like mashed it and, you Seriously. know, like did a clutch dump on the way out. Dude, I remember this, you, I remember hearing about all of your experiences and yeah. it'd be like, you know, you go through life and you get a few tickets here and there and you talk yeah. to Lane and he's like fucking always getting off these yeah. tickets. I ran away from a cop like in this. the, I was my 914 and my, our friend Jeff was in his Triumph TR3 and we were at this double left left turn on a Morrissey and it turns into one lane. So we were like kind of revving our engines, both slow cars, you know, and I, I go out ahead and I beat him, which means I just keep going. And all of a sudden there's a cop behind Jeff and I'm like, Oh fuck dude. You know, we were, we were yeah. just, and so I like, what are you in your nine fourteen? Nine fourteen. Yeah. And we're going to our friend Aaron's house and I basically take all these different, you know, turns and I'm basically running away from the cop. Yeah. He ends up at the stop sign, like, nose. like nose to me, like over by De La Vega Elementary School. He's going, he's looking at me and I turn left and he, and he, um, and he pulls me right in front of our friend Aaron's house. Oh. And, uh, I was just like super, I remember I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. It was, I think it was the last day of school or something, like junior year or something like that. I was like, Oh, I'm sorry, officer. You know, it's just the last day of school. We were just messing around. Da, da, da. He's like, oh. and, and he was totally cool. Let me off. God, so weird. And it happened so many times until Except that one time you got a ticket on the motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Huh. Well, that's, that's in the great. Streets. I've always had terrible experiences with cops, <laughs> like the worst. Um, I've gotten pulled out of my car, like all kinds of crazy shit, like for nothing. So like, yeah, I used cool. to get harassed a lot, but I was in a really ratty GTI out late all the time. And I would get pulled over for every little you had primer on your car, right? Yes, yeah. and like it's loud, uh, intermittent, Lowered. intermittent license plate light, and you know that was always the thing they pulled me over for. And you had like, aftermarket wheels. They basically just wanted to find out if I was drunk or a drug dealer yeah. or whatever. And uh, once they realized I was just some idiot, you know. See, you I got pulled over right? for stuff like that a lot too. Like, wouldn't it would be like tail light not working or something? It's always that. But I feel like I would always get out of it. It would get me out of like speeding or something because yeah. they'd pull me over and be like, oh, well, I'm going to write you up for a, I would get, I was written up for like fix the tickets. I would get so many fix the tickets. It was so frustrating, but it's better than getting, you know, yeah. speeding or, yeah, yeah. and that was before they ever cared about exhaust loudness or modifications. Now they get into that stuff too, which sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I've but heard not if not if you have a '69 Camaro with straight pipes, though. That's right. Yeah, or a Corvette C5 with no front plate. Or a Harley. Never, never been pulled or over a Harley in yeah, the history of time to. But like Honda guy, he was the guy was fucked right when he got. Yeah, pulled, exactly. He's, like, he's hating that guy. It's like, yeah, yeah. They yeah. did the clip clipboard test. He's too low. Yeah, the worst. Yeah. <laughs> he's like checking for all of his uh all of his hoses. I actually once got my hood popped in college in one of my Civics, and he was giving me a hard time about. 
a braided hose. It was for the EVAP canister, and um, they're normally black. And for some reason, I guess a previous owner had changed them, and they were like that dark red color. Sure. You've seen that, you know? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like back and forth, and he he called another cop, what? and they were like looking. They're like, ah, "Is this okay? Like they're replaced?" And it's like, "What the fuck? It's the same yeah. exact hose. It's just a different color, it's but stronger. Like, but yeah. it, it's been altered, right? Like they just wanted to get me for something. Well, that's a slippery slope. Yeah. And so then after you know keeping me there for thirty five minutes, fucking around with stuff under my hood, he gave me a ticket for a loud exhaust. And then I went to the ref and my exhaust was quiet. So I just got it. I had a $10 fix ticket or whatever, yeah. but he just had to give me something, you know, God, I would get uh fix it tickets when I was going back and forth to school or when I lived in San Diego and I would get a fix it ticket on my drive or something. And then I'd have to go back oh. to the County oh, geez. Uh, to get it off. Wow. Uh, Santa Barbara, San Diego. That sucks. Yeah, all the way back. Ryan tomorrow says, should I buy the Mazda 323 GTX on Craigslist? Or should racing Ali? I just looked it up. The white it, one? Yeah. White. Um, is it nice? Yeah. It's nice, but it's fucking really expensive. Six, How much? Six grand. That's pretty that's, normal. That's not bad. It's a little pricey. Is that's it clean standard. inside? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks that's clean. That's a cool stock. car. Um, it has 178,000 miles. That's expensive, I think. That's well, maybe pretty, you get it less. Yeah. You get it less, but. That, that's um, pretty standard going rate, though. Like, I mean, if, what did, um, like forty five hundred? No, Glenn. Or yeah, what did Glenn? Glenn's went for like seventy five. Yeah, but and he it, bought it for like forty five. Oh, yeah. he got a deal that's, though. That's if where I would be more. Yeah, that's a deal. This is slightly expensive, but it's a nice one. Uh, someone should buy it. Where is it? At San Francisco. Yeah, Ryan, you should buy it. He says the ad starts. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm putting up for sale my very rare. 88323 GTX. Is Art drive. selling this car before even telling us about buying it? <laughs> That's very true. That's Why did you, very I was art. trying to like move on, but Listen you were, to this. I swore I would have this car until the day I die. No, that's not Art. <laughs> but I can't justify keeping a car I never drive. What a mm. fucking stupid ad. Mm. <laughs> At least it doesn't more? say testing the waters. How much oh, more shit. do you want it now, Warren, after that intro? Huh? I want to yeah. punch it. I hate it. <laughs> you wanna, you're going to go over there and punch the car? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Give me my boxing gloves. I'm, I got to get something done uh 1432 were made for canada in the u.s making just about the rarest car on craigslist Dang. no this is where i'm so i, I don't i wouldn't buy that car just I'm because so of that out like the, just when they start repeating general facts about exactly. that model and it's like you're cutting and pasting stuff from wikipedia i want to like, hear the how nope. it was homologated and then in 1989 it was raced at pike's peak and like have you seen those no, are they like, going yeah they, yeah, so yeah it's like the designers ripped off a clean sheet of paper and started from scratch <laughs> when they designed this s-class i kind of like where you're going with that actually that's so what? got a little art to it i don't know much about those cars <laughs> are they paste. they're a turbo yeah it's the it's basically a miata motor with a turbo on it uh, mercury yeah, okay. what kind of turbo? power I want like not very much, like one thirty or something like that. Oh, yeah. okay. But I'm sure you can tune the shit out of them though. Yeah. Like that's just stock. And they're all wheel drive, right? Yeah, that's cool, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, they're pretty rad. Yeah, they're definitely cool. And they have cool seats. They have cool interiors, like pretty bolstered uh -huh. seats. Yeah, Ryan, you should definitely buy it. He's a Ford guy too, so like that kind of works. Ford Mazda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Detroit, Boston. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Will Long 19 says, Oh no, I'm sorry. I skipped over Yeti Overland. Yeti Overland. Sorry. Why isn't the Mazda five ever brought up when Brian needs his van lusts answered? Comes in a manual, fairly new, same engine as the Mazda three turbo kits available and sliding doors. Hashtag dad life. Hashtag van life. 
The answer is nobody wants to talk about vans. We never, we never actually talk about. We it. do what? We delve. Oh, you yeah, just don't want to delve. We've delved. Yeah, but you've never brought that up. That's the question. I've never been actively in the market for a van. Have you ever looked at those though? Yeah, I have a BRZ. They're pretty cheap yeah. feeling, unfortunately. Yeah. and also they're smaller than like a standard minivan. Way like, smaller. Definitely smaller. Like, but there's kind of the thing that I, I think I'm, I'm out for that reason. I, I think that is an interesting, uh, uh car if you're looking at more of like a single like you know one car solution and you, you're mixing in a few things there but i you know i i'm of the opinion that uh you're just gonna lose out on both accounts if you're trying to do that uh like you want a minivan for the utility a little more a little extra size it doesn't really need a minivan doesn't need a manual transmission but those are it's seven cool. seaters right it's very cool uh i don't know i think so i don't know and they, I think uh, they you are know, you know what I always hated was the captain seats. I hate that the swoop sides. Yeah, that's not those great. body lines. But it does flow. It's almost like a six, oh, I know um, a uh, ah, it's like a wave, like an F twelve Ferrari. Oh, you're right. It is it like an F twelve. Over and under. And yeah, I don't like around. that about the F twelve either. <laughs> well, that's your opinion, man. But well, yeah, and that's a. I don't know what kind of motor that is, but. Four cylinder. Is it the same as like the Mazda three? Is what he was saying. So it's like a two yeah, three yeah. or a, yeah something like that. And and yeah, I'm, like they're kind of a forgotten <laughs> thing. I mean, you can find them for you know with like one hundred fifty thousand miles, and they're like three grand or something. I, mean, I have like feels uh, like you know like you can keep that thing running and be kind of interesting. I'm trying to picture it. I don't remember because I'm picturing the Mazda Protege five. You know that that's oh, a little, yeah. That's a this wagon. is like a van. A van. It's, 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 a, it's like a it's mini, very mini unique. Van. You should look it up. Mazda what is five. It? Mazda five. Um, swoopy thing i don't remember yeah we had this conversation one time on the podcast where i was describing it and lane was thinking mpv and then i'm like no mazda 5 and then you're like, oh, oh, it's, like a mazda 5. it's got like mm-hmm. all these like i could see a modified one being pretty cool but they are flimsy inside i've been around a few of them and that is oh, yeah. a flimsy little bastard that means lightweight i guess so will long 19 says if the future I thought he was the guy that just asked the question. No, I, I read his name. Mm-hmm. If the future of cars could look any way you wanted it to within reason, and by that I mean within the bounds of the technology you will likely have in, say, 50 years, what would you want it to look like? Would electric cars be involved? Would self-driving cars be involved? I mean, we've gotten into aspects of all of this. Um, it's too big of a question. It's, it is. That's a whole podcast in itself. My head hurts. Um, we want electric self-driving cars to be daily tools, mm-hmm. and we want clear roads for our enthusiast cars. Is that, yes. is that an answer? Um, and I want uh, trains in California. I'm alone on that one. You want the uh, <laughs> the, the, the Hyperloop thing or whatever? I want the bullet yeah, trains? Yeah, I want bullet trains. Because that'll mean even more clear roads. Yeah, I'd like I'd like the ability. My commute is Highway 17. I'd like the ability to like basically walk out and jump in a pod that'll just take me over, and I press a button and it gets me off on the next exit. Right, and that can take care of most of my daily stuff. Maybe I bring a bike with me so I can get to and from that thing. That or there's pod. a second pod on on Lark that you jump on, and that shoots down Lark. And, Something like that. Yeah, yeah, the last mile pod or whatever. Yeah. Last mile pod. Yeah. Um, and you can listen to a podcast in the pod. Definitely. Mm. Only. And that's you what. You can't 
listen to anything but a podcast when right. you're in a pod. Yeah, so yeah, is yeah. the radio is radio just pod podcast? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it's a podcast at that point. And you're smoking a lot of pot, so it's pot pod pod pod. Only the best pod. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's it's one thing that's interesting to me about the potential future is uh, if we have a lot of pods, a lot of people depend on their pod or you know generic pod for commuting so they don't necessarily need a car but I, it's, I have a hard time picturing that being true you're always going to need stuff for around town it feels I know, like I know. um and then what happens to all of the ecosystem around car maintenance and everything and keeping everything running like i wonder if we uh in a world where uh only enthusiasts have uh fuel burning cars basically or you know like gas burning cars like do we converge on a certain few models that, you know, the oh, 911 will be the cockroach that enthusiasts will always like. And so there's going to continue to be support for that. What other little models are going to, yeah. you know, fall out, you know, and fall you know, out, what, boy. What, what is that? What does that world look like? Right. I think it's going to be a lot of DIY. Maintain all the a other lot stuff. Of, a lot of DIY. Like, and is there going to we'll be the 3D printing ability? So in everybody's garage, you Three mm, print whatever Mitsubishi Starion. Right. I need a thermostat. Uh, you just press play and it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or is there also like a lot more like engine conversions where everyone's just right. running the same basic four cylinder gasoline engine? It's or all crazy K- efficient. K twenty fours, LSs, and S fifty twos. Yeah, not bad. Mm-hmm. I thought that before. Nine eleven will definitely continue. Cockroach. Yeah. Yeah. This is somewhat related in a weird tangential way. I was thinking the other day, because I watched the Willie T. Ribs documentary. Oh, yeah. I me keep down, meaning like, to watch that. It's so good. It's I, it's really? unbelievable how how I much racism of someone, like, he like, experienced. Someone said they watched it that they weren't into cars and they really liked it. Dude, it was really well done, but it, it's like... I was like appalled how like how much racism he experienced like so recently like yeah. it's just like it's crazy I mean you, you got to watch it it's very What's well the time done period? it's like uh, 90s 80s into the 90s yeah uh but um so I was thinking NASCAR and then I was thinking like in the like I imagine like in the in 20 years from now like even when formula 1 like starts to abandon internal combustion engines like we're not going to have any sound at motorsport like events at least large ones and so you're going to have this like convergence of like sort of like what are traditionally considered kind of elitist kind of formula series types trying to go to NASCAR events because NASCAR is never going electric. Can you imagine a fucking electric NASCAR? I bet race? it will, dude. Like, I, yeah. I can't even imagine like the part of the whole thing. I mean, we say that about no, I mean, so. Formula One, yeah, thing, right? I mean, but I was thinking like, how can that happen? Like, I, I can't right, imagine, here's right? Here's the thing. We talk about new cars suck and ah, there's getting rid of the manual transmission and all that. But there's always going to be used cars available to buy and to keep going. So don't you think there'll be some amazing vintage Formula One, uh, vintage in quotations, which is like 2010 to 2030 cars, uh, you know, year range that are out there racing still. Will well, that's up to going? us, right? So right. I think that's part of this question, right? Is, is so then the, you would go to like these races of vintage Formula One races like we do now to go to see these Trans Am cars and all that stuff. Yeah. Same deal. So what you want is, yeah, we want to go earlier though, right? You'd go to the, to the end it, of combustion. Yeah. Or, or, and, or the end of the V10s, right? So like, yeah. like before they even went into hybrid right, and right. like those are, those are like the vintage formula one cars. Yeah. But aren't um, those cars like really hard to keep running? Like yeah, it's, it's like McLaren expensive. F1s. Like when you see right. those things race, it's like, there's a whole thing like the laptop yeah. and yeah, I remember even reading like, 
some years ago about um, the early, not like the active suspension cars. Yeah. Like, so like late eighties, early nineties active suspension cars, like they're worthless because like like the Williams cars. Yeah, like stuff? they're they're yeah. so complex. Like for it, and they're so difficult to like actually run. Yeah. Because you need all this extra equipment, and it's just not. You, you almost have to take those and kind of like simplify them somehow, like put a more like an older running gear or a newer one. And right. Well, that's what they did in 94. That's why Senna's car was terrible, right? Like yep. they actually got like they changed the rule. And so everyone was struggling. Like they're like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, we used to have active suspension cars. Now all of a sudden we have to put traditional suspension on them. And the first like in a few races were like a nightmare for everyone. But but yeah, I mean, like you kind of skip that then, you know, you can go earlier yeah. like pre preactive suspension or, or immediately after that. Yeah. You go like turbo era or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or like early two thousands or even like mm-hmm. 95, 96, 97 plus, but when they ban that shit, but, um, yeah, I don't know. You, you think NASCAR will go electric. Can you imagine all those people? Like I was thinking just like, I can see it. Like the mentality no, and like seeing like how gnarly like those, like the, like it the won't. hardcore NASCAR people are. The it fans. Is it even fuel injected? Uh, and it might be now. I know it was carbureted until very recently. Yeah, cars of tomorrow, today. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't think NASCAR will ever go well, like Didn't that. they run like bias plies into like the late 90s, early 2000s or something? Well, that. that's a whole different thing with race tires, though. Which is like all technology, though, right? Trying to I keep think, it cool and- but still, they're based on a sedan platform, which is going gonna be all right. electric very soon yeah and i think they're gonna have to no way I actually was going, it's i was doing race the only the only thing that the, matters yeah, but, is that it's an entertainment thing it's yeah. a spectacle for, right it's a no, spectacle for a crowd no way yeah i don't think that's all that matters i think that's it's the, the big noise part of it. and I think well the noise is the thing the rumble so, well and i think that. the noise is Dude, part they of the might right? it's it's nascar's cheesy enough they could just do fake noise fake engine noise Maybe. I don't know. I don't think they will. I out of speakers out of the back end I, of the car. I can't imagine people going. Like, it's such a big I part can't either. of it. And um, I think it would change the whole, I mean, people working on the cars and designing them and everything. The whole world would have to be Yeah, so that's different. like super fascinating. I, 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 I think it has, something has to happen, though. They're not going to stay running Okay, let's, let's take it to the next, the next level of well, extremities is... Is uh extremities? Extremities. <laughs> uh not extremities. Extremes. Okay. We're talking about fingers. Fingers, <laughs> toes, <laughs> and arms. Um top fuel drag. Yeah. Uh, obviously electric's gonna be better. Right. Uh, at some point. I don't know. Maybe even now it is, but they haven't yeah. gotten the cost they down. They just don't want to, right? That's, yeah. But a silent drag race. Probably I could definitely see it happening. I could definitely see it. Yeah. So going back to Lane's comment about sedans, I think sedans are going to become obsolete in the long run and everything's going to be a little crossover so thing. So it's going to be so SUV, electric SUV, NASCAR. Slammed. <laughs> Dude, Toyota's already racing a NASCAR. What, what, that kind of sounds rad. Imagine that like 15 years ago. They've been for a while, right? Yeah. More about Camry. that time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Extremities. I was just wondering, like just picturing that scene of like, like, I mean, shit, I want to go to a NASCAR race just to hear the engines. Like, that's that's why I want to go. Like, Especially a road course like, race. Right. It's awesome. Art is so into... He's into sound like 50%. As a, a blind person would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 50%. It's, it's everything, man. 51%. <laughs> 
51%. I just like thinking of a NASCAR race with electric cars and the only sound you hear are the the belches and everything from the crowd. <laughs> Weird noises from just the crowd. People eating, drinking, glug, glug, glug on the beer. And Well, they'd have to come up with some fries. way of swapping batteries out because there's 500-mile races. And right. Well, but just, at that point, I mean, that's the idea, right? If we're talking 40 Yeah, yeah for but, sure, dude. Yeah. They're not going to have to swap batteries. They'll have batteries with the, the technology. technology. You know, yeah. stop and you're dropping the battery and... Oh, popping one in. Yeah, right? That's part like, of the pit crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Or the uh, the body of the car is a battery, and you just pop the whole thing. The off. Body battery. Body battery. What? Bodybattery yeah. dot com. Call up it's Elon. One chassis, or you just jump in another car at pit stops. Mm-hmm. Pit that's stops, like Formula right? E, did. Oh, did they? they had two cars, and you would jump in the other one and go, and yeah. then the next one was yeah. charged. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like. Fans could, there's a certain recipe for, uh, peaking people, people's interests and you'd be surprised probably at the, you know, the underpinnings of like all the mechanicals yeah. uh, of wh- all the stuff you could change and still make it interesting to watch. Like you do totally. this thing where all of a sudden you introduce this new element of swapping bodies or, yeah, you know, yeah. the guy pulls in and jumps into a new car right. and you see like now all of a sudden you got to strategize around like, Dude, he's jumping out and he's getting back in, you know, and then he's got this new car. He's got to get used to it. The tires are cold and all so this stuff. One, like one car is in the pits, but it's sticking out. Uh, like there's a little uh, pit wall entrance that you would drive your car in, yeah. jump out, get in this car yeah. and drive out. Right. Like it's people could be into that. Yeah. yeah and who cares about the sound? And then you charge it that car and do like the pit yeah. work. And get the tires all done and everything. And you see the people sweating. It's like, you know, they do the close up of the pit crew and they're just like watching the little voltmeter and it's like, oh, goddamn, he's going to run. He's running out of burgundy. Dude, you guys got to watch Formula E. You got to watch Formula E. This is exactly what it is. Or you do. They have the little chart. It's like, oh, man, they're at 6%. They have a lap left. They're not going to make it. Yeah. What about. uh, And then meanwhile, there's like amazing racing maybe going on too. Hopefully. I've never seen Formula E, so I don't know if it is. But in NASCAR, it'd be like, you know, nose to tail, drafting, high speed. Speeds, all the same stuff, right? What about uh, bumper car style where you charge from the floor? Oh, F Zero. Oh, it's just a track. F Zero. F Zero. I want, re- dude, future F Zero. That's what I want. Put, I don't put know F Zero in the means. future for us. Is that, so, uh, it was like a video game, right? Yeah, I love that game. Oh. So, real quick, yeah, dude. Cars. I mean, you're, you're, you're on a good path here, right? Yeah. Sprint cars started using fuel injection in 2012. Sprint cars. Yeah, Daytona 500, NASCAR, sprint cars. So that up until 2012, they were still using carburetors. And they lost two viewers. They lost two viewers because of that. But uh, I'm sure there was a crazy uproar. I mean, no restrictor plates. <laughs> no restrictor plates. <laughs> dragon. Keep the dragon on the down low. All right. Big Fat Flip says, when it comes to bleeding brakes, what's your preference? Single player, power bleeder, gravity, et cetera, or two player co-op. <laughs> if my wife is involved, it almost almost always turns into a fighting game. <laughs> I'd single person only, um, and it's not a power bleeder. It's just like the old school, like you get out and you open the thing. And uh, you got, like, I just have a little container that's on each corner. Or, that's or, you your know, preferred I, method? I'm only yeah, two, it's the only method person. I do. I'm only two person. I'm the opposite. It's so much easier. Someone cracks the bleed. That's you're coming pumping. from a shop guy. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's way faster. I like power bleeder. I've had too many, like, blown components by doing it the other way. Yeah, I, I, I mean, prefer, I would definitely want a two person solution. I mean, I don't end up having that a lot of the time. Uh, so I end up doing the single. I have not had the, the privilege or the, uh, luxury of using a power bleeder. Last time it, w- it didn't work out because it didn't fit the reservoir. I don't remember. Um, 
But yeah, two two person is where it's at, man. Yeah. As you said, yeah, it's way faster. And like, I think you run the risk always of like pulling shit when you're like not there or you overflow it. And it's like, ah. So <laughs> is the person, is your second person pumping or cracking pumping, the thing? Pumping. I don't, I almost like, a, I would worry about job. trusting the person pumping. That's a mindless job. It's not. You got to go slow. Well, yeah, but you got to instruct them. But other than that, it's just, you know, hold, you tell them hold, get all the fucking fluid out, yeah. do it again. Pump, yeah. pump. I don't yeah. know. Hold. Pretty easy. I got a whole system. I, I, I'd be curious to do a side by side and see the difference in time. Huh? Wait, yeah. how do you, I don't even understand how you do it alone without anything. So, so it, there's yeah. just a little reservoir that you put, uh, you fill up a little bit of fluid at the bottom of a reservoir, connect that to your, uh, bleed screw, then crack it. Or, uh, uh, no, I, because I'm saying it out loud, I'm not going to be able to actually think about the order of operations, but basically you go in the car, you know, I'll do for the back, right. I'll start on like 12 pumps before I, uh, this is for like a full flush before I, uh, um, go up to the front. And so then you, uh, because it's a closed system basically, because there's already fluid in it. I pumped fluid out, but there's no air getting in. Nothing, nothing is getting sucked back in. It's still a closed system. So then I go up. Uh, the pedal is obviously not depressed at all. I, I uh, crack it closed. I drain that that brake fluid, leave a little bit at the bottom, and then connect it all back up. Crack it again if I need to do like a full bleed, and then I'll pump again. And so that's that's one corner, <laughs> and then uh, uh, and then I just move it to the next wheel. <laughs> Gotcha. So you're going into fluid so that you yeah. don't get air in the system. Yeah. Yeah. And it actually, like, it doesn't, the the only time difference saved is just me walking to the thing. I mean, you still have to do them in sequence, whether you have somebody at the wheel or not. It's just getting out of the car to walk over. Mm -hmm. And it's the, actually not a huge difference. Like, there may be more communication difficulties <laughs> with two people. Uh, that would almost make it like even time, but also the other reality is, or I guess it depends too on how you do it. Uh, but in some cases it may be combined with doing other brake service stuff. So it's like, I'm kind of bleeding it as I go, uh, uh, you know, when I'm changing rotors and stuff like that and, and pads. You also run the risk of like having the container fall over or something. No, yeah. You're... Well, you have to be, you just have <laughs> to be careful. So you, you hang it. Or you have like a good spot to set it on. Yeah. Have you ever overflowed it? Like that's another thing. Um, like maybe yeah. one time, yeah. and that's where I come up with my numbers of like how many you know, times 12, I pump it. And every the, the reality is, like I'll maybe get to ten, and then I'll look at it, and then if I have more room, you know. But you kind of you quickly kind of like see what the car, how the, how the system works. Uh, drive broken cars says, can we be gearheads but also ecologically responsible at the same time? Yes, you can, and I'll tell yeah. you how. The car that you drive, I'm going to assume that it's vintage of some some year. Um, you have gotten more use out of that one produced machine than many people get out of their cars because they're usually trading them in for like a lease or something like that. These cars are produced, and they are reused, but <coughs> at some point they go to a scrapper, whereas if you're... Your vintage, yeah. let's say it's a Mercedes diesel or something with 500,000 miles. That car is more efficient than a Prius in most cases because you're not having to recycle batteries, produce batteries with toxic 
chemicals and uh and you didn't do or you didn't build a brand new car the co- the environmental right. impact of building a brand new car shipping it every three stuff. years yes. if that's how you're using it yep. is greater i mean it's a super hard calculation really it but, is because it's like and, where does that go now? and it's by mass too so like the bigger and heavier the car the more it takes to produce that car so like for SUVs example a big suv or you know a big hybrid car that weighs 4500 pounds is gonna be you know three it's gonna take three times more to make than a miata or something like that yeah. so you look at that yeah. that stuff too yeah but it's like right in like the reduce reuse recycle like we're reusing basically for the mm-hmm. most part although complicated because Oftentimes it's like a two car solution, right? So, but you don't use that second car much. That's really important. Yeah. I think it's, it's how often you're using it because ulti- like ultimately that car is not going to be as efficient and as clean as a modern car, right? So yeah. like there's this weird formula. Jason from, um, engineer and explain did it. And like there is a point where a modern, especially electric car or a super efficient car, like let's say a Prius or something like that becomes like a it it'll ultimately have a lower like carbon footprint and like less of an impact but it's over the course of like a five uh, five years i think with daily usage and then at that point it or it supersedes sure an older car that is used at the same amount at the same rate right but like as you're saying like your e30 you drive it maybe what like five thousand miles a year maybe you know four thousand or yeah. something like that yeah, so yeah. like that's way less of an impact it's already here we don't have to mine for materials like all that stuff right so yeah. or whatever it may be yeah yeah um, but also just it's being smart about how you dispose of your fluids. I mean, like like that one uh, was it Popular Mechanics article from the forties or something when they tell you to dig a hole, and put put a gravel in a hole and then dump it in there. Right? That sounds pretty good. Uh, so I mean, all that stuff we're all about, right? I mean, making sure that you're not fucking throwing tires into a river or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. But um, it is a good question, and I think it's something that is tough to you kind of struggle with it at times, especially being from place like California or Santa Cruz because it is something people think about a lot. And, um, but you know, we, we use these cars so sparingly and we're not the greater issue at hand. It's the cruise ships, mm-hmm. the, uh, airplanes, transportation. I mean, air, all the cargo airplanes, the, cargo, uh, yeah. really inefficient vehicles being sold and produced in Asia, India, you know, China, um, just bad two cycle engines. I mean, you go to like Vietnam and there's just smoke billowing out of every single moped all day long. Right. So I don't think your uh nine 11 on the weekends is causing the big issue. I have had the thought like at the end of the day at a track day where it's like, you've just gone around in circles all day and you're just using up tires and you're using up gas, like literally and oil you pour it. Yeah. And oil, you pour a giant, you know, you fill a, tw- uh, a 12 gallon tank and you go through that twice and you end up in the exact same spot that you started. <laughs> and all you've done is like gone around in circles Yeah, and you're like, Oh, you know, I mean, it's the same thing, using but you can resources. do the same thing with like someone like, Vacation driving to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Everyone that drives there yeah. every day, yeah. you know, like right. everyone that I mean, does that commute so or commutes over the hill, right? Yeah, every day, like that's way more impact than right. a small little track day with forty cars or whatever. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the work case, stuff. it's like you know, you kind of justify it as you got to make a living. Uh, the, this is for the, fun. The yeah, this is just for just because I want to. Yeah, it's not needed. 
Yeah, it's definitely a conundrum. I mean, I get it. I, I was obsessed with the whole tire thing for a while, like especially when I was like right at the end of college, I was like thinking like, how can I figure out a way, like especially doing like, you know, autocrossing or track stuff, like to basically recycle all these tires and do something good with them. Right. And like I was I, I found like there's very few companies in the U.S. that actually will basically just dis- like uh, take apart a tire, which is really complex, as you can imagine, because. There's rubber, there's steel, it's there's not cost. There's, 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 yeah, there's, it's, it's really expensive. And like, you know, there are some use cases, you know, that it could be used for fuel as well, which is also for roads, for roads, uh, for like playgrounds, like that material yeah. they use and stuff like that. But it's like, but it is definitely like a gnarly thing, you know, in your conscience, it's like, shit, like I'm just like, just as you said, like just it's destructive, you know, and like you want to, we do care about the environment, but at the same time, it's like balance right like how often i, mean, I think you could take like all enthusiast car uh drives in the u.s for a year and it's <laughs> and it's probably like the equivalent of like two cruise ships or something right. i don't know right. the exact yeah, yeah. like one tanker ship going to china yeah. it would be the same amount so you know I don't think it's that big of a deal, but obviously I don't have the data to back. This well, up. it's just, and we've kind of talked about it before. Like it's super frustrating to see that like we're, we're low hanging fruit, like in terms of like the, the cars are polluting and everything. But in reality, you know, like energy production is number one, you know, like if you look at the numbers and then it's, tra- it's, it's uh, cargo, right? It's like transportation around the world. <coughs> Cruise ships are kind of part of that with the ships, but they're the crudest of the worst of fuel yep. and they pollute a shit ton. Yep. Um, but like, Trying to change that industry versus cars apparently is, is, well, you is can regulate more, yeah. us easier. It's just, there's ways to do it. Yeah. But like, if you look at the overall number, it's like, I want to say it's like 15% or something, right? Like if overall like emissions in the, in the world are attributed to cars and that's all of them, like versus like everything else yeah, going so on. The, no, the, it's such a tiny fraction that are Here's a, used for our purposes. I wonder if you took all of the, Let's just say the trucks that deliver cars to car dealerships, brand new cars, <laughs> and look at the environmental impact of those uh, trucks and and boats or whatever that deliver new cars. Just that in, impact compared to cars pre-1995, what the difference would be there. Yeah. I mean, we, look, I, I'm guessing cars would be way, you know, those older cars yeah. would be way lower than yeah. just the delivery of the new cars. And there's so few pre 95 cars. Well, that's road. what I'm saying. That's yeah, the whole like, thing. Yeah. Percentage-wise, it's like nothing. And that's why the smog laws are so ridiculous that, you know, my 85 944 just had to be smogged. Yeah. And I, I think, I don't know how exactly to tie it in, but I feel like there's something to be said for, learning the skills or acquiring the skills to be able to keep stuff on the road. Like by us maintaining these cars, it make like if we were to just send our cars to shops all the time, then it very quickly uh, flips upside down and it's not worth it. Right. Keeping an old car on the road. If you're paying somebody else to do it, it, you're 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 losing out because the car's not worth as much as you're putting into it or something. Well, it's because, relative to income, right? I mean, if you have a lot of money, then it is worth it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, so I don't, I'm not sure exactly the argument I'm making, but by having <laughs> by having the by acquiring the skills to keep something going, like I feel like somehow that's good for like you know the environmental movement. In, I mean. Like, yeah, because help, help me not, make that point. No, I don't know. I don't know what it but is. Then but then it's also like the, the flip side is that you're you're not benefiting the economy as much. 
That, but that's not what we're trying to no, do, we're not. right? No, we're yeah. Not. But I'm just saying, if you're talking about eliminating shops and you doing it yourself, yes, then the shop won't be open and using lights and and oh well, right? okay, so that angle, yeah, some efficiency there. But I'm, I mean, I'm more thinking on like the homesteading thing where it's like you know you, you mm-hmm. you're. You, it's like a you're growing your own thing? food. Yeah, sustainability stuff. You're, you're growing you're like, your own 911. Hey, yeah. I mean, you're learning. You know, you're doing you're doing stuff yourself, and uh, it's like self sufficiency and stuff. I, I feel like there's ties in there somehow. I don't know. Yeah, it seems good. I like it. Yeah, I like it. We've I'm giving a shout out to that uh, kind of weird edge case. All right. Uh, quick answers on this one. Garrett Lee 85 says, "What would win in a drag race? Tom's Volvo. So that's Tom Selleck's LS swapped Volvo." Or Joe and Garrett's newly acquired Jaguar with a 383 swapped in. <laughs> so apparently they had a little kumbaya weekend and mm-hmm. got a Jaguar going. Isn't that uh, Thomas Hillock's old car? Yes, yeah, his dad's <laughs> old, his old, dad's old car. car. Um, I'm going to say Volvo because Jaguar will break it. down, right? So and the Volvo's a, an LS. Is it a three-speed on the in the Jag or something, too? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Probably is in the Volvo, too, though, right? What training yeah, does he have in that? I don't thing? know. That's a good question. But actually. the Volvo has, like, a modern LS, and that thing has an old 383. Yeah. Clunky 383. Yeah. Sorry, Garrett. It's the Volvo. You're, you got to get step it up. And the Volvo's lighter than that. I was going to ask about weight, yeah. 383 yeah. is like a built motor, right? It's like a stroker, right? Yeah. Isn't that a 350 stroker? With a, is a 383? Yeah. I think weight, the weight advantage too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would go with the, the LS. Okay. Uh, last question. This is from <laughs> Baza Legs Birdie. Okay, yeah. This is our buddy Dave. Is it Dave? I don't know who you're Art. talking about. Art knows what I'm talking about. Oh. Yeah, David from, uh, from David Australia. David from Australia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. says, I have a set of original AMG deep dish pentas I'm going to sell. Currently powder-coated black, but scuffed around each rim. Should I go to the expense of having them refurbed, and in that case, what finish? Or do I save myself the bother and hope their rarity, especially down under, will mean I'll get a quick sale and a decent price as they are? Good question. You're going to spend... Yeah, I don't think it's worth refurbishing. Well, maybe not in Australia. Who knows? Could be slave labor. Might have a mate that can do it. Might have a mate, dude. It might be more. Everything seems more expensive down there. No, you're you're probably right. Yep. But there's a strong motorsport culture, and maybe there's Mm. uh, some competition there. But so yeah, look at it. What are you going to spend to get them refurbished? You will sell them for more, but will you just break even? In that case, it's not worth it. Yeah, they might be easier to sell for cheaper. Yeah. That was going to be my question. Is it, is it cheaper? Is it easier to sell them cheaper or easier to sell them like in really nice condition? You know? Yeah. Dude, a because lot of wheels have been going price. for good prices, I think, on Bring a Trailer. Yeah, they have. Like, Fuchs and but stuff. But not these. I mean, because they're in Australia. Well, well they're that's selling the thing, shipping though, right? thing. Yeah. Yeah, we got to ship them. Someone's going to pay shipping to, from Australia. Maybe. You just said there's a strong motorsport culture in Australia when. So maybe no, no. I'm <laughs> saying that someone in Australia would buy them. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe a BAT here in Australia wants maybe. them. Maybe BAT here. Um. He says uh, they're 16 inches, and uh, what price? So, do we know what lug pattern? No, but they're they're Mercedes AMG, yeah. so whatever that is, mm. five, five by one one two, I think, something right? like that. Yeah, uh, they're great wheels. They're some of our favorites, at least mm-hmm. for me. Does he say how wide they are? No, 
but uh, saying deep dish, which is a nice, probably eight, cool. a nice sixty word. by eights, probably. Then that yeah. was like a common. Those uh, are dope. You don't see those ever. Yeah, yeah. I would say you're, you're somewhere in the fifteen hundred dollar US, maybe even more. I'd depending say more, on how bad but, they are. Yeah, depending on how bad they are. Two grand. Yeah. You could get two grand for them from the right buyer, but I think if yeah. you get fifteen hundred US, you're pretty stoked on that. Yeah, I wouldn't refer them though. I think that's a lot of like. Effort yeah. and money. And you might come up, there might be some issue with the refurbishment, like they're cracked or who yeah. knows, let sleeping dogs lie. Dude, yeah. that does happen though, or like they mess up, like finishes end up being weird and then now you're like struggling to move it where yeah. it's like, if it's all original, like you, you kind of pass that burden on to someone else. Right? And if you were to redo them, you'd obviously keep them silver um, in some state mm. polished of some kind, that would be my guess. I wouldn't go with a black I was thinking more like a gold, like the Group Four gold? kind of style. Oh, like I mean, for, you're depending on you're the car though. Shrinking your buyer's you're market. You're shrinking your buyer's right. market for sure. Yeah, it's but so easy. To that's get for me the though. Wrong gold. <laughs> that well, be. that's the other question. Is like you might want to keep them just so the person can decide what yeah. they're going to do with them later yeah. on. Yeah, right? that's that's a big one. I, I look at the trouble of just like bringing wheels to finding a shop, bringing the wheels totally. to the shop, all that kind of stuff yeah. too. It's like it's gonna be that's all adding to your time. It's like, we can agree yeah. that if you're trying trying to. Get the broadest buyer's market silver or equivalent. Yeah, yeah. What we should sure. yeah. The gunmetal works pretty gun good too. Not bad. Yeah. Um, I when I bought the Corvette wheels just to get the Michelin tires a long time ago, I had to. Uh, I forget what the original reason was why I brought it in, but because they were repairing it, they found other stuff that ended up costing me a lot of money. Yep. And it's a buyer's beware thing, right? If he refurbs them he has to pay that cost yeah if he just sells them which is you know a totally reasonable thing to do then the next person has to assume all of those surprises that come up yeah yeah because no, i think there could be a good reason why they were painted right, <laughs> it could right. have been that there was like some shoddy crack repair on an aluminum wheel sure. that uh would then if you expose it now you have to come up with the decision of like do I cover it up? Or like, or... do I do it the right way and spend yeah. another grand on this one wheel to get a good set? Or do I right. use JB Weld like they had used? Right. And just, you could never do that in yeah. good conscience, so you just lose. Let sleeping pentas lie. And that's Sounds the podcast. Fast. Bye. There. Okay. See ya. Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Go check us out on Patreon and please become a patron of our podcast. It helps us out a lot and you get some cool stuff in return. We give you a weekly podcast, which we title experts in automotive opinion. I think we've done 60 of those so far, something like that. We also give you exclusive Patreon only stickers and we'll send you a sticker pack right when you join. Uh, we give discounts and early access to certain events we do like camping while awesome. And we give you first crack at our rallies. Check it out. And join us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thank you guys.